Welcome to Real Black Content This Forum Podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about the political, right? We are going to talk about the political and its connection to the world of sports. James Harden and Russell Westbrook, along with others that play on the Houston Rockets, they're having a bit of a revolt because the owner supports Donald Trump and they want off the team. Now, this is a very interesting position. I don't think I ever heard of something like this before, right? So, um, there's a short video I want to play and it's from the the Odd Couple podcast, which is uh, Chris B. and Rob Parker. It's maybe like two minutes long. They kind of briefly touching on it. And then after we listen to what these guys have to say, we're going to come back and have a conversation about it. But let me play you. Um, let me play you guys a clip first. I think the, the most amazing part for me is we see uh, and I, imme- I immediately thought this was Daryl Morey leaving and Mike D'Antoni leaving and Russell Westbrook and James Harden looking at the team and going, hey, look, we, I, like, no offense to Steven Stylus or, uh, or Raphael Stone, but like, w- we don't, we don't want a starter kit. Like, we, were, right. we were playing for a championship, and no matter how much you regard Steven Stylus or, or, or Stone, it's like these guys are brand new at the job. What's our expectation that they're going to be able to make the moves necessarily uh, necessary for us to leapfrog uh, the Lakers. But what I hear is that, um, and we know how much uh, politics and, and political position had to do with the, the boycott and the protest during the bubble. I'm hearing that Tillman Fertitta's uh, strong Republican support uh, and donations mm. is, is one of the things that's contributing to this dissatisfaction and that mm. Those two are not the only ones who went out of Houston. Lesser players wow. are, are of the same mind. Like there is a there's a revolt here because wow. they look at uh, they they look at Fertitta as a guy who supports the current president. All right, and we're back. <laughs> wow, that's crazy, right? Wow, that is crazy. Shout out to James Harden, though, man. He is the, um, he's maybe the best offensive talent I think i ever seen in my life, right? I had the opportunity to see Mike. I was able to see Alan I. I was able to see, of course, LeBron because he's doing his thing. But I don't necessarily look at LeBron as like an offensive, just talent, like a monster. But AI was an offensive monster. Uh, Jordan was the offensive monster Even that though I don't think I'd ever seen anybody like James Can shoot anywhere On the court I don't think I've ever seen anything Like that I mean that dude is The skill set is crazy right But just think though The possibility of An employee Wanting another place Of work because his owner His boss supports a different political candidate than he does wow that's kind of that's kind of something i think you got to be careful with when we start doing that for a minute you know this is you know the off season and i thought that instinctively 
I thought LeBron was going to just push everybody east anyway. I kind of like, yo, the Lakers is going to be strong. Um, they're going to add a piece here, a piece there. That West is going to change. And I thought, yeah, there might be a handful of athletes that leave from the West and then go to the East so they can go deeper in the playoffs and start their career there. I kind of thought that was going to happen anyway. But, you know, listening to the Odd Couple podcast, right, playing you guys that clip, I was like, hmm, that last portion when he talked about the revolt and a lot of guys on the team don't like the owner because he supports Trump. I thought to myself, like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Is um, is that a dangerous area to go down into? Like, like how did that all plays out? To say I don't want to play for an owner, there's some other reasons included. But one of the reasons also is that this guy supports a candidate that I don't like and I don't want to play for him. I just keep asking, like, what does that mean? What do that mean for the fans? What does that mean for sponsors? What does that mean for branding companies, right? I mean, just just think. He wears a Nike jersey. Nike rocks with the NBA. But Donald Trump owns a huge share in Nike. So how does that work? Like, how far do we play this game where we say, well, we don't want to I'm trying to make it make sense, right? I mean, for like commentators, like NBA commentators, what does that mean? You don't interview with Jason Whitlock anymore because he supports President Trump. So do we stay away from Jason now? Do we stay away from Stephen A. Smith because he's a conservative? Everybody knows it. So like, how does that work? How does that position affect you when there are quote unquote Trump supporters out in the world? You heard that term? Oh, this guy's a Trump supporter. Like, that's like um, when you're black American now. That's like the new thing for cooning. They call you a Trump supporter. Oh, he's a shine. Hambone. He's a Trump supporter. <laughs> you know, they are very crafty in their language. They won't point you out and call you a conservative value supporter. They call you a Trump supporter. Did you catch that? I say it again. They won't point you out and call you a conservative value supporter because if they do that, they recognize that they pretty much have the same values as the conservative do. They own firearms. They believe in traditional marriage. They believe in small taxes. They believe in strong military. They believe the same thing any conservative believe in. I think it's crafty how media plays that out. Trump supporter. <laughs> Interesting. You know, because politics by itself is very polarizing anyway. You know, it's good to kind of like stay away from politics and religion because it can kind of rub people the wrong way. You know, I have myself, though, I have a. Um, this is this is my standard, right? This is the standard I set for myself. I typically don't talk to anybody about like a serious back and forth political conversation unless this person can tell me their city's budget like that's my thing if you don't know how the budget works why would I sit back and talk to you about politics because now all you're going to do is regurgitate whatever you've seen on the idiot box 
Like you're going to repeat to me what you learned on television. And then you're going to repeat to me what you learned when you were scrolling up and down on your Facebook page, on your Facebook timeline. And like, I don't care to hear that. I got a partner, man. He's my right hand man, you know, and we talk about politics a little bit. And he just made a statement to me that Obama was the greatest president that black America have ever seen. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I just let him have it. Because unless, again, my rule of thumb is, and we're going to really sit down and have a deep conversation about politics. At the very least, you should know the city's budget if we're talking local politics. But if we upgrade and we start talking about the federal level, you should at the very least know the candidate's budget that they put in place. Okay, so I'm like, I'm thinking about... Barack's last budget And I'm like I don't know if I would call him Like the greatest president For black Americans Like no He did a lot for the LGBT community Like He passed a whole heap of laws As they say in the south He passed a whole heap of bills (laughs) For that community So they can get what they needed But for black Americans I really can't think of much So dig this Just going back to the budget This is just like one point I think the defense spending that Barack had in his last, I want to say his last budget, it was maybe like, uh, I think his whole federal budget was like $2 trillion and change, I think. And, well, I'll just say it this way. His defense budget, military defense, it takes like a big slice of the pie when he released his federal budget. Okay, so now, how does this tie into black America? This is an example. Well, if you have that big of a defense budget, then black Americans that own press, that own press companies, that like a, like an Ebony or Essence or a Jet or like a Source magazine or Double XL, like whatever, like it doesn't really matter. Any magazine you could think of or black Americans that own media, right, like independent radio stations and all of this, all of that. For that defense budget to be so big, black folks should have came up because advertising is important. That's a part of the defense budget, advertising. You know, you throw a couple of commercials our way, you take a couple ads out of Jet Magazine, you get a couple of pages here, a couple of pages there, you advertise the Air Force, the Marines, you advertise reserves, That can keep us afloat. That's a six-figure check that can keep black Americans afloat. And it's going to be a reoccurring check that can keep us afloat. I'm showing you just how budgets kind of trickle down into me and your world. But guess what? See, that money never trickled down to black media, black press. Just don't happen. You know why? They know that most of you guys, you know, most black Americans, right? They know you're going to vote Democrat anyway, whether they do good or do well or whether they spend some money with you or they don't spend no money with you. So when you give them a choice, guess what? They don't spend no money with you. So out of that big old budget and just a, that big slice that came out the defense fund, black media didn't get anything from it. The magazines, black owned newspapers, black owned radio stations didn't get a penny. But. Because they got you in their back pocket anyway. See, that's how budgets work. That's why I don't talk to people about politics. Because if they don't know no budget talk, what we talking about? Personalities? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not into talking about personalities. We got to get on the deeper level. Ah, I don't know. Different story for a different day, right? So check this out. Going back to James Harden. I wanted to see how true this story is about how, you know, how much he was pushing to actually leave Houston. I'm like, man, he had he run the whole show down there. So I pulled up an article on CBS Sports and uh, let me get it up now. And I just wanted to see what direction he was going. And this is CBS Sports. It says James Harden turned down historic 50 million per year extension with Rockets. Focus on trade to Nets per report. After a few weeks of wavering, James Harden has made up in his mind he wants to play for the Brooklyn Nets and is focused on forcing the Houston Rockets to trade him there so he can form a super team alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and compete for a title. Harden's desire to play for the Nets is so strong that he turned down a historic contract extension offer from the Rockets, according to Adrian of ESPN. The Rockets offer with Trey made Harden the first player in league history to make $50 million per year. Let me let me say that again. $50 million per year. As Harden conversations with the Nets star Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving ramped up in recent weeks on the West Coast, sources say the Rockets made a pitch for him to sign the maximum allowable extension two years at $103 million on top of the remaining three years. 133 million on his current deal. Money, 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 money. Man, I tell you, they throwing some M's around for the brother, man. He gonna smell like money everywhere he go. You know, the ladies now, they read this kind of stuff. They can tell you about how much these athletes made. They his DM is probably full. <laughs> <laughs> His cup runneth over. <laughs> no, I'm just talking. No, I'm not. This is not for my sisters. My sisters, I appreciate you guys, man. You know, it seems like black women are the only women, the only ethnicity that can hold their composure when they're around athletes, man. You don't see them at the uh, baseball games and hanging around the uh, the buses, and you don't you don't see them at the basketball games hanging around the buses. Sisters just don't do it, but. I've been to those games. I've seen they hanging out. They trying to get them. That's a lottery ticket. <laughs> Your life will change forever. You know, some of these athletes get per diem. See, some of you guys don't know that. Some of these athletes get per diem. And when they go city to city to city, their per diem may go into the thousands of dollars. Not a lot. But if they go into a city like, I don't know, any city, you know, any city to play and the per diem for James Harden, it might be two to three thousand dollars a game. Just a per diem. Not his check, just his per diem, because he's a star athlete. He could potentially just hand that off to a stranger every game he played, just a per diem, and it won't even hurt him. He won't even notice it. That's something. Well, family, let's see how this all shape out, right? I think that's enough uh, pocket washing for the day. Let's see. Let's see how everything shapes out. But I just, you know, I'm curious, though. How do we play this game where we don't want to work for an employer because he supports a different candidate than we do? Not different movement, different candidate. And what is Trump? Like, what is Trump? 
Are they going to do Trump the same way they did John McCain? That's what I wonder. Because, you know, the media, they made John McCain the most racist guy to ever come out of Arizona. And he was against MLK Holiday and everything. And then after he passes away and dies, they make all these documentaries about him and showed how he really gave Obama a shot. He could have played the racist angle. He just didn't do it. And then they later come back and say, oh, he was a good guy. But they didn't say that when he was alive. They didn't say that when he was running for office. Let me say it that way. They said it when he was alive, but when he ran for office and you run as a Republican, that's like, that's almost automatic to say, hey, he's a racist. You know, they, they did the same thing to Mitt Romney. Mitt got black grandchildren and everything. Oh, he's a racist. <laughs> Let's stay away from the idiot box. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Real Black Conscious Forum Podcast. We're going to keep an eye on this story, all right? I get it with you guys later. Peace.